This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is Matthew Cruz with the Comstock Report. We completed a 10-day farmland tour of Brazil hosted by Comstock Investments. As far as I know, everyone on our Brazil tour made it home safe and sound. I pushed them pretty hard, and so while they might be a little worn out, they can check the Brazilian frontier off their bucket list. We seemed to time our trip perfectly, as had we arrived a week earlier, we would have been met with a lot of rain. The forecast was for a drier second half of January, and that appears to be transpiring. That doesn't mean we didn't catch any rain, but much less than we otherwise would have. One farm we visited that was halfway through their soybean harvest said it had rained 36 inches since they began planting late September, 36 inches in four months. They were going to plant a lot of second crop cotton and so expected it to rain an additional 36 inches from now through April. We often hear about all the second crop corn in Brazil, but they actually plant a reasonable amount of second crop cotton in Mato Grosso as well. This was noticeable in that we saw a lot of volunteer cotton growing in soybean fields from the previous season, much more than I have seen in the past. This would indicate that they had very poor weed control at the start of the season. Everyone we talked to was adamant it would not hurt their soybean yields. However, I am somewhat skeptical. At the very least, it does create an infestation for boll weevil and other insects, and so they will pay for this later with additional insecticide costs. I was reminded that they still plant sugarcane in Mato Grosso right next to the corn and beans. There is still a handful of sugarcane mills and all of them are being converted to flex plants to process corn as well. Whereas they used to just make ethanol from sugarcane half the year, they can now run 365 days a year processing corn the other half. It makes their plants more efficient. They use even the bagasse, the sugarcane residue, to power the plant while they process corn. We visited the first 100% corn ethanol plant in Mato Grosso, and they wanted us to know that their carbon rating was much lower than typical U.S. corn ethanol plants, primarily because they use renewable wood chips from eucalyptus trees as opposed to natural gas. U.S. corn ethanol plants could have a carbon score of 50 to 70 points. The one we visited in Mato Grosso was 17, and they were working on new projects that could see it go to a negative 5. Why is that important? Because this particular ethanol plant in Mato Grosso could sell its ethanol to distributors in California or Europe or any other place in the world. And the ethanol plant in my backyard of Hartley, Iowa, cannot. The proposed Midwest carbon pipelines change that, lowering carbon scores, making them more competitive. No matter how often I get to Mato Grosso, I am still blown away by the massive sea of soybeans. It is not something that can be captured by a picture. The more established farmers have become increasingly efficient and are making good money. The John Deere dealership we visited sold over 2,100 pieces of equipment in 2022. Included in that were over 800 tractors and nearly 200 DB planters. One corn salesman from Bayer told me he already has sold out his seed inventory for 2024, despite having barely begun planting in 2023. Regarding the crop production, it appears that they are going to have a great crop. Rainfall has been excellent, and now the weather has cleared up to help advance the harvest. It seems several farms were yielding 10 to 15% above their APH. They were expecting 63 bushels per acre and were yielding 73 bushels per acre. 
One of those farms even cut back their fertilizer by 50% to offset the higher prices and still yielded above APH. Longtime readers know I had anticipated that Brazilian farmers would cut back on fertilizer. However, I expected the yield drop because of it. That yield lack did not appear to materialize as more than adequate rains helped to offset any stress. Not to mention they have developed more of a fertility surplus than previously anticipated. It is likely that yields in Mato Grosso are understated, which means yields overall in Brazil are equally understated. Mato Grosso was expecting a production of 42.5 million metric tons, which I see easily increasing to 44 or 45 million metric tons. Perhaps not the news we were looking for, but now we know what to expect. That was one of the objectives of the tour. You are listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, visit us online at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.